0: Do you want an amazing marriage? Are you ready to take your marriage to the next level? Then stick around for your Marriage Matters podcast with Marriage Coach Lynn. Let's put some fun and sizzle into your relationship. Hi, the next book in our series is The Four Seasons of Marriage, Secrets to a Lasting Marriage. The original title was The Four Seasons of Marriage, Seven Strategies to Enhance Your Marriage. The book still contains seven great strategies that we'll talk about today. Marriage relationships are constantly changing and you can dip in and out of the seasons at various times. There isn't a chronological progression for couples. It varies. However, there are some common themes and the first part of the book talks about the four seasons. As you might guess, It's common for couples to marry in a stage of tingles, where there is often an emotional obsession in which couples minimize their differences and ignore what annoys them about their partner, if they even see it in the first place. People think love carries them through and are swept away in a current of euphoria. People seldom marry in the winter stage. After about two years, sometimes sooner, sometimes later, couples transition from this obsessive stage to an intentional stage. How could I have not seen that? Partners see differences in personalities, lifestyle, and interests that they might have not noticed before when we begin to talk about these four seasons we'll want to understand our partner's love language and continue to work on our listening and communication skills in fact in almost every book by Gary Chapman he includes a section on listening skills it's that important although Chapman starts his book off with winter We're going to end with winter today, because my next series on this podcast is going to be about marriage in crisis, hanging by threads. Spring is a time for new beginnings. We think of hope, enthusiasm, optimism, joy. Marriage is not one long continuation of spring, but healthy marriages do come back to the spring time and time again. The seasons of marriage are created by the changes we encounter, the discoveries we make, our emotions, attitudes, and actions. Springtime brings with it buoyant, jubilant feelings, hope, and excitement. I feel that I've been in springtime for a long time. I think because I feel that my husband and I are operating at the top tiers of the Gottman Sound relationship house with some important missions we are doing together as well as carrying through a vision we have right now and for the foreseeable future. And I don't feel that I'm bragging here. It's taken intentional awareness and work and knowledge to be at this point and it's something that we highly value. So that's been something we've worked toward and anybody can really work toward that. In the four seasons of marriage, You'll find a survey so that you can determine your current stage. The attitudes of spring are positive about each other and positive about life. There's gratitude and anticipation for the future. Change is seen as a new beginning in the springtime. The actions of spring include a plethora of activity, new experiences, a sense of liveliness and excitement. It's here that you'll see planning, In the spring, we can experience some poison ivy or minor irritations in marriage. Then we move on to the summer. During the summer, we experience happiness, satisfaction, accomplishment, and connection. We're easygoing and content with the way things are unfolding. We see the good in what we've built in our marriage. We've learned how to maintain what we've attained. We're nurturing our marriage. We're more mature in summer than we were in spring. We need to water the plants so that they'll keep growing. If some of the obsession and fantasy has faded, it's been replaced by maturity, a deeper love and affection. A comfortable settling in has taken place, but that doesn't mean the romance and time together has to fade. It might take a little more effort than it did in the spring. The actions in the summer include communicating constructively, accepting differences, doing marriage enrichment such as attending marriage programs, seminars, and reading books on relationships. The summer is a time for spiritual growth together and separately. Summer is a great place to be. How can we stay in summer? By tending to our relationship daily. Don't let things deteriorate or take a back seat because of raising children Or a a busy career. Date nights, time together, small adventures, or little trips. Think of nourishing your relationship. It's ongoing and can't wait for a once or twice a year vacation. The climate of the summer season of marriage is one of comfort, attachment, support, and understanding. The dreams from the springtime have been realized and couples enjoy the satisfaction from their accomplishments. Summer is a time where communication thrives and conflicts have been resolved in a positive manner. Differences are accepted and even cherished and seen as assets. The couple feels a sense of togetherness in the summer. The downside of summer is that there will be unresolved conflicts. We know that most couples have a lot of situations where there isn't a resolution and you just have to live with certain differences. The fall is an interesting season. In the early stages, everything is colorful and looks fine. Soon the leaves will be falling. Things change and chilly wind picks up. Fall is a prelude to winter and the emotions we feel include fear, sadness, apprehension, discouragement, maybe resentment, feelings of being unappreciated or neglected. Our attitude is one of concern, uncertainty, and blaming. The climate in this season is characterized by a drifting apart, disengaging. There's a sense of detachment and change, but the couple might not be able to put their finger on it. If you remain in the fall season, close friends and family will notice a kind of somberness or seriousness, that something is weighing heavily on you. The actions common in this season are neglect and failure to face issues. A couple can choose to progress out of fall if they face the difficulties. And I just want to add to not despair or to to worry if you find yourself in this stage. I think I found myself in this stage but it didn't last long and the importance is to notice it and to do something about it and to not stay there for very long. The last season we may encounter is winter. I left that last because it's the most challenging and could have a terrible outcome if you don't make your way out of this season. I'm also going to put together another series, like I said, titled Hanging by Threads, What to Do When Your Marriage is in Crisis. Please pay attention to the characteristics of winter and the next two episodes of this podcast for possible insight into the extreme difficulties of marriage. Chapman says that winter marriages are characterized by coldness, harshness, and bitterness. The dreams of spring are covered with layers of ice, and the weather forecast calls for more freezing rain. The conversations are usually about logistics and tasks. How does a couple end up in winter? Usually some form of rigidity, an unwillingness to consider the other person's point of view and to work toward a meaningful compromise or agreement. The emotions we experience in winter include hurt, anger, disappointment, loneliness, and feeling rejected. Our attitudes include negativity, discouragement, frustration, and hopelessness. This is a stage where we feel stuck, where we think we try everything, and that our marriage might be failing or coming to an end. What's difficult about this season is that it's filled with destruction, speaking harshly, not speaking at all, or it might even include violence. What is the climate like in winter? It's detached, cold, harsh, bitter. Couples are unwilling to negotiate differences. Conversations turn to arguments, or spouses withdraw in silence. There is no sense of togetherness. The marriage is like two people living separately under the same roof. So, what's the positive side of winter, and how can we get out of winter? The way out begins with hope. Being at your lowest point often triggers couples to desire healing and change. However, this gets very difficult if one partner is stubborn and unwilling to budge or work at bringing change to the relationship. We will talk about that in my next series in a few weeks. But hopefully, both partners will be desperate enough to break out of their silent suffering and seek help. The marriages that end in divorce usually are those where one person absolutely doesn't do their part at reconciliation. It takes two to get out of winter. This is what you must remember. If you both work through your pain together and your own internal pain alone, you can rediscover your roots, you can reaffirm each other, and your faith in your life together as well as grow in character and faith. Hopefully the major trials and challenges you're facing during winter will inspire you to have patience to do the work that's necessary. When people say marriage is hard work they are probably referring to the season of winter. What it takes for us in winter is to be honest and authentic. It's time to face our weaknesses and our transgressions it's time to ask and give forgiveness to your partner this will allow for the scars and wounds to begin healing in part two of this book chapman offers some tools that can help you move from winter to spring and let's take a look at the seven strategies to enhance your marriage we will zip through a few and i trust that you will take a look at the book for more detail and practical exercises that are provided if this interests you. First, you need to deal with your past failures. You don't need to rehash a long list of complaints, but in order to move forward, you need to address areas that are blocking you or keeping you stuck because you can't just say, let's put this behind us, without actually doing something to put it behind you. Get your adult children to help identify what they see so that you can admit what you need to do to bring about change. Marriage doesn't work in a vacuum and you can enlist the help of others. It's not a secret. Don't keep things secret. It's time to bring things out to the light. Number two, choose a winning attitude. Break the cycle of negativity. Don't let your emotions dictate. If you have a negative attitude and negative behaviors, you will get negative results. You want to set in motion relational dynamics that are positive. Many of my previous podcast episodes can help you with this. Number three, learn to speak your spouse's love language. Your spouse's complaints reveal their inner longings and you'll have a happier spouse if you speak his or her language. Yes, accommodate your spouse, not yourself. Our culture will tell you to accommodate yourself first and always and that your spouse should do the same. Number four, develop the strategy of empathic listening. You want to affirm your spouse by listening even if you disagree or aren't 100% interested at the moment. Mastering the skills takes practice listen with your eyes by giving undivided attention listen with your mouth by keeping it closed for five minutes listen with your neck by nodding listen with your hands by not fidgeting listen with your back by leaning forward listen with your feet by staying put listen for feelings not just facts listen to your spouse's point of view and when it's your turn to speak seek to clarify your understanding of what was said and conveyed to you. The fifth strategy that can enhance your marriage and get you spending more time in spring and summer is to discover the joy of helping your spouse succeed. This is a great section in the Four Seasons book and I only have time to share a few key points. Success means that you're making the most of who who you are with what you've got. It means you're helping others to succeed to their potential. Of course we can help our spouse succeed by encouraging words, support, listening, and providing the time and resources needed for your spouse to pursue his or her dreams and desires. But what holds many people back is not knowing how to go about fulfilling their dreams and talents. Lacking courage, self-doubt, lack of affirmation from childhood. It's important to provide for the freedom in your relationship for each partner to succeed and to be respectful of each other, of each other's individuality. Number six, we want to maximize our differences. In the fall, our differences are magnified and in the winter, icy walls divide us. Couples conclude that they are incompatible and have irreconcilable differences. They refuse to reconcile. We are intended to be complementary, not in conflict. Our differences can and should be our assets. We need to replace condemnation and blame with affirmation and forgiveness. We need to do things that will result in our spouse feeling accepted. Number seven, Implement the power of positive influence. You can do this even if your spouse is not willing to do anything or has given up. You're not trying to manipulate or change here. That's arrogant and unreasonable. You feel lonely and trapped, discouraged, getting no results. You're feeling that you have only two choices to tolerate a crappy marriage or get out of it. What you're going to do is make a positive impact on your spouse every time you interact and that's easier said than done, but it's worth a try. This means uplifting words, positive behaviors, doing what you would do to build trust and respect. Your spouse might be suspicious if you've been in the cold, icy communication period of winter, it might seem odd, but it's worth a try. Oftentimes in a marriage, it takes one person to make the move and then the other responds to it. So everything is worth trying. You begin with making a choice that each action will take you in a certain direction. Choose the positive response. Emotions don't have to control behavior, but can be acknowledged and processed. We'll talk more about what to do when you feel if your marriage is hanging by threads. For now, think about what season you're currently in. Are you happy with the season you're in? Do you need to move out of the fall or winter? Gary Chapman's book, The Four Seasons of Marriage, Secrets to a Lasting Marriage, is a good one. Have a great day and make your marriage great.